What is up, Asymmetry? Hey, how you doing? It's been a hot minute since Ira and I have sat down and just taken a moment, a coffee cast moment to catch up on the happenings. Uh, I can say for myself, it has been a breakneck pace this year, which isn't which isn't new to Mirai, but it is different this year for a multitude of reasons. And Ira and I dig into the happenings uh, at Mirai, observations, things we learned, uh, how we've grown over the course of the year, and uh, and the future of Mirai, where we're headed. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. Catch up with us, and uh, we'll see you on the other side. How is it driving the wagon uh, at a more sustainable pace? You guys, you guys did the the geriatric wagon. We did the geriatric. No. I still, I still feel like the d- there wasn't a day less than like a nine or ten hour day. But as you're aware, usually they're all like sixteeners. It's like that's what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, we had one day that was like fourteen hours. It was like, oh, this is that would have been like an easy day on the previous. That's the lowest that's lift. The, the other schedule on the normal wagon. Yeah. Well, there we also had the side trip up into Wisconsin, which was kind of not a normal one, but that was that was a cool pit stop. Mm-hmm. A lot of a lot of cool Mariah folks up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was smooth. It was like super smooth. Yeah, you know? I didn't hear anything from you guys. I figured no news was good news. I'd get a text from you every night. Like we're we're at the hotel by like six or seven p.m. I was like, this this is uh, this some, is defying what the covered wagon was meant to be. Yeah, it wasn't exactly a soul crusher. We had nice, uh, <laughs> we had, uh, it's crushed a soul or two in the past. It has broken several people, including me. You, me, RC, I'm Can't, trying to think. Yeah. Anybody who's ever been on it. Lime, it, it, broke lime. <laughs> broke, it's broken everybody. We had enough time to go uh, into into Chicago with Edwin, get a little deep dish pizza. I so heard. That was, that was a nice little detour. I heard. I he heard. What did you think about Chicago deep dish? I liked it. I liked it. I don't think I've ever had it, at least not there. I mean, I've had deep dish pizza. Well, somewhere. now you've had the real thing. Is it is yeah. it better than any other thicker crusted pizza that you've eaten? Oof, I don't know. <sighs> Normally, I'm not really into the thick crust. Too much dough. Oh, too wow. much bread. Yeah, but, but this that's was like good. the whole thing, right? Yeah, this was good. And the sauce. The sauce was really good. It was a little bit tangy, mm-hmm. and they had something with the cheese. The way they put it in the pan, it had like a caramelized mm-hmm. kind of crusting on the cheese. It's, that was nice. I, I feel like that's a big deal too. Yeah. I feel like that's a big deal. We were trying to get the tamales. He said he brought you tamales. Dude, Edwin's tamales, hands down, best tamales I've ever eaten. Yeah. Like three different flavors. All of them exceeded any tamale I've ever had in my life. Unbelievable. Seriously, unbelievable. Yeah, Edwin's good vibes. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it was like a smooth trip. I don't know. Huh. It was weird. Like, it's like, it's like you're like in a little different time warp. Like, you're just doing this thing. I remember you said this before when I went with you. It's like, you're just doing this and there's nowhere else you're really supposed to be. So you just wake up, take a shower, you know, go to and double check everything's still secure from the night yeah. before. Off you go. Drive on. Drive on. Yeah. Press on. I love it that you can't get pulled in too many directions because it's like, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm driving yeah. for and the next five days. I'm going to be driving. So that's ah, it. I'm kind of yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. It's fantastic. Look, Miguel, more corn. I said that to him like 10 times just to keep it like an ongoing <laughs> bad joke with, with him. So. Uh-huh, uh-huh. How would he think of that? I don't think he ever laughed, but he appreciated it. Right. <laughs> yes, more corn. Courtesy, courtesy <laughs> laugh. Yeah, but he's solid. So, I mean, it was, I mean, you know, more than most people. It's a strange thing to drive across the country. Like when, the weirdest part is when you go to the end and after you go drop off the truck, like at the Home Depot parking lot where we, that, that Penske drop off mm-hmm, place. Mm-hmm. And the time that I went with you before, it was the same thing when the girl came out and it was a different lady this time. And she's just like, you guys came all the way from Portland, Oregon. <laughs> like, it's like, it's not normal. There were no other Penske trucks in that whole parking lot except for one like small little van. Oh, and then we pull up like a, a medium sized truck this time yeah. next to it. It's a little bit ragged, you know, there's bugs and everything on there. And she's just like, what, what your paperwork says you're from Portland, Oregon. Yeah. Why? <laughs> why? Why are you here? Why would you do that? Did you guys move here? You no. know, you can fly, right? No. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> the confusion is always making it with the, with the, with the people at the Home Depot. That, that, that makes it, it's all for that. Mm-hmm. makes the whole trip worthwhile. You know what, what I always found interesting about the wagon is I hated going and picking up the truck because it's like, ugh, now I got to sit in a Penske for the next week. 
And then somewhere between here and New York, you develop a camaraderie with the truck because it is your, it is your, it's your trusty steed it is. across the country. This, this rite of passage, this massive journey across the continent of North America, in my mind, the greatest continent on earth, right? For multiple reasons, primarily because the mountains are awesome and trees are too. But all of a sudden, then when you turn it loose, you hated it, you come to love it. And then it's the biggest burden and it's the most liberating feeling to be rid of it. You're just like, God, thank goodness. Get out of here. Yeah. It's like, it, it goes from being a Pinsky to being like a, a Ferrari to being a Pinsky again over the course <laughs> of 3000 miles. Yeah. You're counting on it to, to deliver and uh-huh. I'm having a mic issue. Yeah. You are um, having a mic stand issue. Holy smokes. That's great to watch that happen. The, sl- the slow motion drop. I've used this before. I promise. I'm just a little out of practice. Uh-huh. That's gonna get tight enough. Yeah, you but might just have to hold it. Just hold, just hold it. Right, or you could do like Jan did and just sag in his. Oh, seat that was. Until he was oh, just, we talked about that. He was just laying in the chair <laughs> by the end of the podcast. Jan was like horizontal. <laughs> what are like, you do? What are you doing, Jan? The mic it just keeps on falling. <laughs> I cannot talk in it forever. <laughs> oh man. Oh, I miss Jan. He's, no, he's the best. Yeah, God, he's so fun. Well, so you had flown to the national show. Like the weekend before or something. The weekend like before. That. that was a little bit of a flurry. Yeah, you went coast to coast two weeks coast in a row. Coast to coast, yeah. Going through the old, uh, both times I flew back through the Charlotte airport. Did you really? Yeah, both times I came back through there, which oh, was like. That's unusual. I don't know if that's normal. Yeah, I don't know. Huh. But there was a cancellation with that one that one trip. But yeah, the national show was, that was intense. That's mm-hmm. intense. Mm-hmm. But it was also like not having any responsibility. Like that was a weird feeling. Like I, I, I run into like Did Andrews. You feel bored? Or kind of. It was a little bit weird. Like I was like, hey, hey, Todd, you need anything? Uh, hey, Paul, like you need, you need a little help? Or I don't know. Yeah. You're used to being just like overwhelmed with like yeah. the Mariah booth, the trees, the get the photos, everything else. It's yeah. just like you never really have a chance. Okay, now we're gonna check water. There's like a million mm-hmm. things going on this time. It's like, I guess I'll go walk the uh, exhibition again one more time. Which was kind of cool That's to actually be, look yeah, at the trees. Sure. I still think the trophy kind of holds a place in my heart. That was that was a plus the whole environment's completely different. But the quality of every tree, like the worst tree at the trophy, was much better than the worst tree at the national show of the United States. Yeah, it was. So I guess that's. I mean the. I mean the best trees were probably very comparable. They might even the better. They might even had better overall trees at this show, but. It just seems like in the that, trophy. You think so? The average seems higher because the lower trees at that show are better. Mm. I guess that's the way I feel about the trophy. Okay. The average is higher, um, but you felt like the best trees at the trophy and the best trees at the national show were of an equivalent caliber. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty close. Definitely different species and kind of different vibes. And like some of the best trees at the trophy were like obviously imported trees from Japan that had been, so that has a different kind of feeling to it, but they yeah. had some super refined, like imported trees that yeah. look great. Isn't that, I think, I think you kind of hit the nail on the head though. It is a, it is not different. Like, wow, what am I looking at? I used to look at bonsai and now I'm looking at schmonsai. You know, it's not like, <laughs> it's not like some, it's not radically different, but it is, it is, it is different. And it's hard to like put your finger on that. It's hard to quantify that like difference, I think. Yeah, it's different. It's different. And it's less challenging to like quantify and put your finger on, I think, like a Japanese tree than it is like, what is the difference between a European tree and an American tree? Or an Australian tree and a Mm -hmm. European tree? Mm -hmm. You know, what is the difference? I mean, there are species differences, but stylistically there is also a difference. Yeah, I think you, I mean, you've got a better eye. Um, you've talked about that a lot, the difference. And I remember even you saying this, and I was trying to notice this when I was at the trophy this year, was you could almost tell who, the, even like the Spanish trees mm-hmm. or the Italian trees. Sure. You know, there's just a different way culturally that people were responding and handling the material, which is, I don't know that I'm, I'm not, I'm certainly not as dialed in as you on that, on that kind of pickup, but that's a really interesting conversation. You can kind of see it when you walk through, like I was more aware of it at the trophy through the vendor areas because the vendors were definitely like, Oh yeah, I knew who that person was, or at least I knew where they were from. Sure. And you'd see that the things that they were vending were similar to the, they had a similar feeling to the trees that they had on display. Yeah. So I could see it that way. But as far as like just walking through 
and noticing that at the trophy. I guess I didn't yeah. pick up on that. But I yeah. also am not familiar enough. Like you're, you're more familiar with the personalities and the people too. Well, I mean, I've worked a lot in the individual countries too. Yeah. So you like sort of eat the food, hear the language, mm-hmm. see the material, like work on it. And, and then you go somewhere else that's, you know, polar opposite or, or dramatically different. And you're like, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. I mean, like walking through the trophy to pick out a tree, which I'm assuming there weren't many, if any, UK trees in the trophy that you were at this year. There was uh, Tony Tickle. Is he? He's UK. He's UK. He? Yeah, yeah. So Tony sure. had one, and then he brought one of uh, a friend or uh-huh. colleague or something. Yeah, I mean, like the UK trees from the French trees, from the Spanish trees, from the Italian trees, from the Dutch trees. Like you can very, very d- distinctly pick them out from the Croatian mm-hmm. trees. From you know, it's like from the German trees. There's there, there's a lot of difference there. Yeah. It's fa- I think that, I think that's fascinating. That whole thing started for me when I started seeing Japanese trees sent back to, uh, or exported to China and then watched through just like random smatterings of like, you know, images on Facebook or the internet or, or some bonsai forum seeing this Japanese tree now Especially when like the the stones and trees or stones and pinging pinging and scholar stone magazine was being heavily pushed out of China and you were seeing a lot of imagery of trees in different Chinese collections, public and private, through that magazine, which we've got like a ton of them up there, but we don't get it anymore. I don't know, it just stopped coming. And I don't oh. know that anybody's getting it, but um, maybe maybe they still are, maybe they still aren't. Like one of the really odd things that I've noticed about bonsai is like when you can tell when somebody's like trying to start something and there's like an infusion of whether it's energy or motivation or finances and you see this thing and it's like tries to become something and it either does or it doesn't. And more often than not, it doesn't in bonsai, right? Like you see a lot of people come and go, a lot of magazines come and go, a lot of websites come and go, a lot of, a lot of collections come and go, a lot of practitioners come and go. It is really fascinating anyways, but that magazine really continued to document, not through intention, I don't think, but continued to document Japanese trees because there were so many exported to China and still being exported to China. Mm-hmm. Once you take a Japanese tree out of Japan and you put a Japanese tree in China, that tree is categorically aesthetically going to change. And it's not even intentional. Even if there was intention to keep it the same, it's still going to change. That's the fascinating thing. And when I started seeing that, I was like, wow, this is interesting that it, the aesthetic changes based on the context, period. And like after I started seeing that, I was just like, wow, this is super fascinating. And it, that was at the same time as I was like working in Europe a lot more and stuff. I get to be at the trophy next year. I'm super pumped. Yeah, you're exhibiting, what do they call it? You're demonstrating. Yeah, right? demonstrating. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that should be really, that'll be really, really Do you end fun. up judging too when you go there? Uh, typically. Yeah. Typically. I don't know, you know, and Danny being involved i was thinking about what you're saying about like the the average tree the level of the average tree was higher you know at the trophy and it's like well danny being the jury you know who danny used to go to in independent club shows and uh you know sort of national shows for the european countries and pick the trees that he wanted in the ginkgo. So he was the jury of the ginkgo and then, you know, the ginkgo, uh, stopped and now he's heavily involved with the trophy and you can mm-hmm. see, you saw when Danny came back to the trophy, the level just <laughs> rise again, you know, especially over the middle because the, the top trees are always going to be the top trees, right? Yeah, I think so. You too. know, and like yeah. that, that, that's such an interesting aspect of the bonsai economy too, is like, you know, you have more average trees than exceptional trees just because exceptional means it's the, it's the top 10%. Mm -hmm. Well, that means that there's a 90% of trees that don't reach the top 10%. And that's the majority of trees are not the top trees, right? So like the top trees are always going to be there. Yeah. They can't all be world-class. Uh, it's impossible that that would then sort of defeat the purpose or mm-hmm. defeat the definition of what it is to be world class, which is like you know a super elite status of tree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. There's a lot. There's a lot there, isn't there? 
uh, the staying power comment, it's just like, and then things coming and going, it just made me think of, uh, I'm going to say a trigger warning for anybody else in the office, the app. No. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody but, goes, but and everybody so, starts but, going. Ah! But it's like for staying power. It's like I, I just like I know it's out in beta right now, and mm-hmm. people have been like we. I was showing some people just before I went to beta at the national show, and now it's out and you know with our our beta test group and stuff. And it's yeah. like I think that has staying power with all seriousness. It's like yeah, it's 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 accessible pieces of content, and as much as the live stream has been incredible, mm-hmm. people in this world of nobody has time or they don't make time or whatever. It's like people don't want to sit down or choose not to do a two and a half hour, two hour stream, Mm -hmm. but to be able to get reminded, Oh, Hey, it's time for your fall branch printing on your pines or your long needle single like to get that like specific feedback. And here's a two minute video to remind you of what that looks like, Mm -hmm. you know, and here's an Academy course to like, if you want to like dive back into some of the, you know, some more conceptual stuff or, or practical skill sets to, to, to build on. Like, that's going to be, I think pretty incredible. I would agree with you. I think that, I think, I mean, the app is like the culmination of so many years of, so many years of thinking about how do you teach people bonsai? Uh, how do you teach people bonsai to the best of your ability when you're not together in person? Mm-hmm. Which, unfortunately, that's the majority of the circumstances in the world today. You know, it's like, yes, you can go study with, you know, a locally available instructor or somebody who's like within striking distance yeah, of study a, groups, of a dry, it is. Yeah, totally. But like, how do you study, you know, going back to like world class, like how do you study with a world class professional? It's like, well, that's, you know, there are less and less spots to study with world-class educators at this point in time. You know, like what does it take to get an apprenticeship in Japan? Not that easy. Not that easy. Big commitment, you know? Yeah. Like what is it what does it take to go study with like a leading instructor in bonsai? It's like it's not that easy. It's a huge commitment. It's the, there aren't that many spaces. It's you know, like <clears throat> one of the limitations in Japan is the fact that like they don't commoditize education. So it's like either they have an apprenticeship opening and they need it or they don't, you know, and if mm-hmm. they don't, they're probably not going to have another one for four five, six years till, you know, like a slot opens up. Like yeah. that was a big part of, <clears throat> of my apprenticeship with Mr. Kamura is like, I happened to hit a window where one apprentice was leaving. That was pure luck on the timing. Yeah. Uh, well, he had made a comment to Ben Oki when I was there that if I actually, if I was really serious about it, that I would go home and I would finish school as quickly as possible. So I was like very acutely aware that I had. Did you graduate a semester early or something to try to? I graduated like uh, almost two years early oh. for the average graduation <laughs> time of Cal Poly. Well, I was on the six year plan, so I don't. Well, I, could, I, I would say like a dedicated student's on the six year plan at Poly. Like <laughs> the average student is on like the seven or eight year plan. Fast track. And I was on the uh, three and a half year plan. Yeah. I just, I was like, yeah. I was was taking 26, 28 units a quarter. I mean, like I I was living school because I was like, I have a chance. There's my window. And that's what you 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 wanted to do. Yeah. yeah. College was just a, college was just a stepping stone. You know, it wasn't like I went to college to like build the skills to have a career. Now it has, it has served me well. I didn't plan on it being that functional for me. The mm-hmm. only reason I was there is because my parents were like, hey, listen, if this bonsai thing doesn't work out, it's going to be a tough road to hoe without an education. And I was like, all right, all right, fine. Fine. I'll, yeah, I'll go do it. <laughs> yeah, the education thing, I was thinking about your what you said about the apprenticeship opportunities. And just from knowing you and talking to you and being Mariah Live before that, you know, it's like just because those opportunities are there. doesn't mean those people are actually trying to teach you like you learn by watching. So the whole educational concept as we might know it or other cultures, you know, yeah. it's like, it was like learn by watching, you know, screw it up and get yelled at and not really get shown how to fix it and go home and practice on your own time and figure something out. Like, like that, to you. that whole thing. And like, just to like juxtapose that about like what Mariah live did, which I think was such a groundbreaking thing. Yeah. And then to like, that just dovetailing in with the app and like, okay, now it's condensed. It's still information that people can look at and go, Oh, that's how to do it. You know, there's voiceovers for some content. Some of it's you talking like Mm -hmm. there's the different pieces to like, 
in the way people learn, seeing, reading, talking, do, you know, it's yeah. like, it's like it touches on the different ways people can figure things out. Yeah. And it's like, as much as I can appreciate like that commitment of an apprenticeship and stuff. And it's something that I don't think I would ever have been able to do just bite off six years and be like, Here, I'm doing it. It's like, I don't even know that doing that for six years, people would really get, you know, not to say they wouldn't get a lot out of it, but it's like, what would you get out of it educationally learning? It's just, it's, it's kind of like a rinse and repeat model. Mm-hmm. I don't this is going to sound so negative. I'm not trying to make it sound negative, but it's like, no, Mr. Kimura wasn't like, Ryan, come over here and let's practice wiring together and let's do this. It's like, it didn't yeah, look like no, that. that. That did not happen. You're correct. <laughs> you know? You're but, like, correct. But, but like we did that with, in classes with you. Or yeah, like sure. you watched the wiring videos when they first were like, you totally. know, detail wire, structural wire, totally. detail wire, and like explaining these concepts and understand, you know, same angle, same space, you know, gaps. And like you see other people who are not in the Mirai sphere necessarily, like using some of that terminology. It's like, you know, making things accessible where you can like, oh, here's, here's a concept that I, it's tangible and I can grab onto it and use yeah. it, you know, and it's like, being able to see that in the app after all the time that everybody here's just poured their lives into it for, yeah. you know, to, to see that like out into the world after going through the cycle the first time is, Oh, this, this worked, this didn't work. And then the rebooting getting <laughs> to this point, you know, like it's pretty, it's pretty cool. It's very cool. Yeah, yeah it, it it is very cool. Well, and I think I, I, I always struggle with this. I struggle with this thought process, you know, if Mr. So let's just say Mr. Hamano, Mr. Kimura's master. I believe Shinji Suzuki made some statement in a video and I, and I, and I know more like I know more internally about this situation, but it's not my story to tell, but you know, I believe Shinji Suzuki said on, on, you know, a video or a statement or, or has stated multiple times, you know, on, on a, like a international platform that Mr. Hamano had like 95, I believe 95, somewhere around there apprentices. Shinji Suzuki was the last or second to the last. It's more romantic to say he's the last, but I don't think he was the last. I think he was second to the last of Hamano's apprentices. And Mr. Kimura, although not the oldest apprentice at, at Tojuin, uh, was certainly the top apprentice at Tojuin in terms of capacity, right? 95 apprentices under Hamano at Tojuin. And I think like five or six are like bonsai professionals. That's uh, um, yeah, 5%. You know. And, and, and look, here's the thing for all of the people that have gone to study in Japan, Europe, European, American, Australian, or otherwise, how many can you, how many, how many bonsai professionals in Europe, Australia, the United States, Canada, Central and South America, etc. How many can you name that are having an impact on bonsai or that you can name who are even doing consistently identifiable work? Yeah. You know, I mean, I think that's like, I think that's like the, the discussion of like the educational format of an apprenticeship truly is a weeding out process in itself of, of like, do you, you know, are you studying at the right place for your personality, for your learning style, for your aesthetic, for your passion, for your character? Are you at the right place? Like that's, people don't realize that's like the hardest thing to kind of align with, you know? And I, there was nobody else for me to study with, but Masahiko Kimura. That was it period. There was nobody else, you know, and, and New Yorker article and all of the things, you know, where like you take a fraction of a massive discussion and you isolate it and you put it there and it's like, Oh, Ryan's talking shit about Mr. Kimura or something like that. It's like, okay, well you didn't hear the rest of that conversation. That's a sensational piece of journalism that was put out there. There's nobody that I wanted to study with. Even now to this day, I wouldn't change that experience. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, look at what it, look at what, and it's not entirely Mr. Kimura. It's a combination of Mr. Kimura's tutelage, the trees that were there and my desire to be good at bonsai mm-hmm. period, because he can't hold my hand after I leave Japan. And you could have left it any time. And he didn't get, let's just be really clear. He didn't give me that shit. He wasn't like, Hey, let me show you how to wire now. That That's not the way that my apprenticeship looked. How many other apprentices were there during my tenure in six years at Mr. Kimura's? A lot. How many of them finished? Not many, if any. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's a rigorous thing. There aren't many people that survive it. And of the people that survive it, there aren't that many people that are able to take it and be successful with it across bonsai. Universally, boom, done. So 
there is like a certain amount of pride that I do hold for the number of quality students and professionals that have come out of Mirai in 13 years. There's a lot of them, you know, which means the educational structure works here. And then being able to put that into an accessible form that doesn't limit geographic, uh, you know, it doesn't, it, it doesn't, um, honor geographic limitations. It doesn't honor time limitations. It doesn't honor monetary limitations. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's completely uh, democratizing the education. The app is still the final gesture of, of high tide raises all ships, homogenize the techniques. If everybody's empowered to do the same thing, now let's see who the creative person is. Now let's see where the innovative ideas come from, because these are basic techniques that we're teaching. But if you don't have basic techniques, you can't do exceptional bonsai. It's just fact of the matter. And you don't have to have fancy techniques. You can lean on basic techniques and make the best trees in the world. The Japanese proved that. Sure. You know? And then build Masahiko a, Kamara. Then, yeah. then Mr. Kamara came along and he added another layer of techniques and he revolutionized the art form. You know, and there might not ever be anybody that that's, that's that creative and innovative and powerful. He kind of broke the mold. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, and that's really where the nutritional thing, I think, comes in as like, hey, look, I didn't come up with it. Uh, you know, David, uh, David Naus came up with it. Mm-hmm. James Agent makes the, the delivery system and the products that empower it. And, but we saw the potential in it for Mirai. The goal was there to wean ourselves off of the horticultural methods that had existed to date. And it's hard to deny that it's not revolutionizing everything about what we do. You know, I mean, uh, students that have, that have taken on the, the nutrition, it's changing their entire collection. Like quick, it's Mm -hmm. not, it doesn't even take long. I mean, health that they haven't seen improvement in treat. It's like, man, the, and and that's amazing too, because now that empowers the creative process, just like the techniques do. It's one less thing to have to worry about. Tree and if, you, and if you've got a if you've got a tree that's doing a lot of the work for you, because it the, because the tree is happy and healthy, it's like, well, God, doesn't that make it easier? You know, it really people kinda, want yeah. people want bonsai to be easier. You know, what makes bonsai easier when your tree is truly healthy, like that takes care of so much of the load. It's a big deal. It's like an entry to the uh, the tree leading the dance concept too. Oh. It's like I mean the trees. If hand it's healthy, hand. it's producing growth and backbudding. It's vigorous. It's like well, you can growing upright see, instead yeah. of floppy and saggy. That was it's backbudding instead of getting leggy and spindly. Like it's doing all the things that you need. It doesn't have as many disease and insect issues, if any at all. Like what else you want? You know yeah. what else you want? As we're as we're staring out the window on a rainy day and thinking about <clears> the nutrition, it just reminds me too of just like summertime like i remember we went on the cover wagon <laughs> i came back and it was like cold uh-huh. it was like uh uh-huh. what do they call it? like a atmospheric river was coming through here or whatever and it rained like four or five days and i was just like oh i guess summer officially uh clicked over into fall in the last week yeah you know that happened when you left in the spring too or in the summer you like left and we created pride rock and oh yeah you and Adam, yeah. like redesigned the whole garden you were like <laughs> i was gone for a week it's like what happened? what happened here yeah. yeah you know when you get on one it is what it is it's like that here sometimes but it, yeah. it is like that here sometimes yeah th- this this every single year when we like get to the end of the year or at least when we get to the first rains and you can like actually like <sighs> Yeah, I guess we catch you. Go ahead and roll the hose back up. Oh my god! Yeah the <laughs> the 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 amount of watering that we did this year was insane. It did seem like a lot. It felt, and maybe it feels like that every year. And like I like I don't know. Uh, they say like you know, birth has uh, chemically induced amnesia for like women giving birth to children. Otherwise, you'd never do it a second time. Because I can't imagine it feels good. I don't know. I passed my second kidney stone. It felt just as bad as the first one. Uh, so I don't really understand that, but maybe I'm not getting the same things as, you know. It was the beta blocker or whatever. Yeah, whatever, whatever's happening there. But like every summer, I have come to know, like as the summer like ramps up, it's like, okay, well, life is going to look different for the next three to four months. I'm yeah. going to be here earlier in the morning. I'm going to stay here later at night. There's going to be a lot more watering and fall. If there's going to be a lot less tree work, it's just going to be, mm-hmm. you know, like, okay, we're, we're now in it. And like when the first fall rains come, it's just like, Oh, thank you. That's what I was. Thank you. There was a lot of relief. 
And, and, the, and just like the, I remember you, you said this just like two weeks ago, we had a day that still hit, I don't know, upper, upper eighties or something or 90. And it's like, even though that would have been, you know, six weeks ago, that would have been like a three water, three yeah. passes through the garden yeah. there, like easily. And maybe a pickup depending on like how yeah, long sure. the day was, but with the days just getting shorter, it was like, even that didn't seem like that big a deal. I was like, Oh, it was, it was warm. It's, it's really beautiful. Nice. Yeah. You know, it's we did nice. like, do like two little passes and like the second one, it's like, th- they just stop. They just aren't using the water the same. Like that daylight length is such a big deal. Daylight length. And I think a lot of, a, a lot of what a lot of people don't talk about in bonsai is your proximity North South, right? Like, because we're so far North here that the angle of the sun, when we start to ramp down and you hit uh spring and fall equinox where, you know, day and night are the same, length and the angle of the sun is down and it's just like it changes everything yeah once it gets behind the doug furs over here on it, the, it changes it just, everything it doesn't get back up in the summertime you get that into that all the way through and then that's that saddle laser beam to yeah. finish the day off of just like focusing a line of of heat laser beam the laser beam well and i think the other thing is w- w- intentionally balancing the nutrition in the trees and most importantly, recognizing how important calcium is. Like David touched on it in the nutritional lecture, but calcium aerifies uh, the soil. It, it 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 like oxygenates the soil. It opens up the pores of the soil, whereas magnesium compresses the soil. It closes things down, and calcium opens it up. Like. I do see a noticeable difference in the water retention and behavior of the trees. They are far more clear in their needs than they were. And the percolation, actually, that makes sense too, because there's trees that have been like pretty mossed up for a couple of years. I can think of a couple of Rockies in the in that far corner over there mm-hmm. that I w- was thinking for sure we'd have to repot those this coming year because it's like they still have great percolation. Yeah. And they've been in those containers for a long time. Yeah. I mean, part of that's the, some of that OG Akadama too, I'm sure, but yeah, but, maybe, um, yeah, for sure. I, I think the quality of Akadama for sure. Yeah. But yeah, that that's interesting. The aeration. Yeah. Yeah. Is, and it's on a micro level. It's not like we like applied a dose of calcium. I was like, Oh my God, the trees completely changed. Cause mm-hmm. I think like people do look for that. Like, all right, you said this nutrition is revolutionary. I'm going to apply it. Okay. Where's my revolutionary result? And it's like, mm-hmm. okay, well, yeah, no, it's, you know, it's not, it's not like it that. It can take a couple cycles yeah, at least. It's not like it's, but also like there have been some students that have tried it and applied it and been like, well, that made a huge difference. Mm-hmm. And and we've seen that too, like in one dose on certain trees that needed certain things and they finally got it. And all of a sudden it's like that tree that was yellow is now green. There it is. Boom. Yeah. Those, those changes are Really make you want to drink the Kool Aid. God, like, they're so satisfying. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's like super, it, super, it gives you that immediate satisfaction it does, that yeah. everybody wants. Because some of those have, they are good. Some of them are like twenty four hours later or something. You're just like, wow, that's it's crazy that it's moving that. You know, in the peak of summer, moving a lot of resources, oh, yeah. you know, using a lot of water, and yeah, that's insane. That's insane. Yeah, yeah. How are you feeling about? Uh, how are you feeling about uh, the the ensuing fall slash winter? I usually do tend to feel quite a bit of melancholy in the fall. I have a hard time saying goodbye to the year. I have to be really honest with you. I am so optimistic for the fall this year. I'm just like, thank God we made it. Jeez. Because like, and I, I, I like, I like hinted at this on, on the last live stream that was live in the studio where I was like, we, we've literally been doing so much behind the scenes that people will never know Mariah's working on, but subconsciously, if you like what we do, if you follow what we do, you're benefiting and experiencing it. And it is, it is there. It is present in, in what we are able to convey as a company to people that support what we do. And it's not, you know, it's like, I could talk, I, I, I could identify what those things are and then people would look for it, but it's that, that's not the fun. It's like doing the work behind the scenes that improve our ability to continue to support bonsai on an international level. Like this year was massive for that. And the app is obviously the most public facing thing, but the work that has gone into so many in, incredibly important projects, you know, it's it's really something. I mean, going back to Italy to continue pursuing the Olives Project is a big deal. 
you as just your, one of your, the many. Your upcoming trip. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing, there's nothing that's going to, there's nothing that the, the, there's nothing that the bonsai community is going to really see from that. See from that. No, it's, it's like literally putting our money where our mouth is. It's like, okay, bonsai has the ability to, to save the world. I do believe that. Well, this is a really, this could be a really pivotal turning point for the better or the worse in the history or course of existence of the olives. We'll see, you know, we'll see. Yeah. It's, it is strange when you think about some of the relationships that this company has built with people, I mean, one, we do cool stuff anyway, but then it's like to go to Italy or go to the Redwoods or go, you know, and then to the Sequoias. To the Sequoias. The yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, sure. it's, it is strange when you explain that to people about like, like, cause, cause when you explain that you work at a bonsai place, they're just like, Oh, what is, what is that? You know? And it's uh-huh. like, it's, it's, it's a unique place. It really is. They say, Oh, do you sell those to the public? Yeah. No. no. Do you offer classes? Um, not Kinda. really. Yeah. Um, how do you make what? What do you do? Yeah. No. Um, that is a long conversation. That's a long conversation. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No. But I, I, I think like even with the Ryan the Wild projects, like it makes perfect sense to me what we're doing out there. I think it makes perfect sense to the team because we talk about it so much and everybody contributes to the success of those projects and the ideas that make it happen. So that means everybody's firing on the same wavelength. But like I have recognized like with the Mariah in the Wild projects, when you, when you go out and you talk about it and you're like, yeah, we do bonsai. And so we go into the native environment and we style this tree in context and it allows us to understand this environment so much better. And, it, and, and like the, ex, the, the understanding, the depth of understanding is incredibly heightened. And now we want to take that experience and we want to save the dying olives of Puglia. And people are like, I don't I, see how yeah, you get the from the connection? bonsai tree yeah. to saving the world. And it's like, yeah, I, I understand that's still, don't worry. It's Nobody. the bones. It's the bonsai on the horticultural island too that I think too, where it's like the the ability to see things happening and container growing and how challenging that is is just a general horticultural task feat, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like taking that and everything that's gone into, you know, your background expertise, people we work with, um, the journeys with the different kind of methodologies here, and then kind of culminating with what we're doing with apical. It's mm-hmm. like, well, you've, you've seen this happen very quickly over 13, 14 years here at Mirai. It's like a lot of people in other circumstances, it would take them a lot longer, whether, you know, things are trees in the ground, the roots, they're going to have access to other things. They won't be affected probably quite as fast or quite as slow. Like the whole timetable is different in the way that we like transition roots from, you know, collected box, containerized, you know, one, one, one soil, like, like the, the whole system and the intimacy and then the testing and the follow-up and the application of this and the compost previously, it's like, you kind of have seen, you kind of have seen almost all of it happen. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think people really realize how empowering bonsai knowledge is because having a knowledge of the greater horticultural system is run of the mill information that's available anywhere having a nuanced understanding of this microcosm and a complete horticultural anomaly where you're, you're ringing all bells, you're twisting all knobs, you're flipping all switches to try and figure out this system. And then the deep intimate connection with the root system, the core of the tree, no, no other profession has that. So you take all of that and you put it together and all of a sudden you realize like bonsai gives you a little bit of a horticultural superpower in terms of, of being able to, understand the greater macro system of trees in the native environment, not, not, not on a finite, like, I don't know the chemical composition of the, you know, of the calcium based soil that the bristlecones grow in, but I, but I understand a tremendous amount about it. Right. And I don't understand, you know, all of the nuances of the sequoias growing on a cliff, having higher water concentration than sequoias growing next to a Creek. Right. Right. Like that's, these are the mysteries of like trees, but I do think we can hypothesize about those with a greater degree of accuracy, having the 
having the effort and the time behind the wheel on a on the horticultural anomaly of bonsai in the confined, shallow, containerized environment and trying to master that anomaly of a situation. I think we're exposed to far more magical circumstances and far more out-of-the-box solutions and cause and effect results. And I think that the apical nutrition is just another one. I mean, like, you know, in the greater agronomical world, anybody who has partnered with apical uh, has benefited tremendously from it. But there are still so many people that are naysayers of it who won't even take the leap of partnering with uh, them or using that knowledge. They just sit there and they look at it from afar like it's like a like a deformed animal or something, you know? And it's like so, that's so weird to me. That That really is weird to me. And I understand how hard it is to separate from like these really uh, entrenched mentalities. Here, here's why I, I, here's why I identify it with it because I had a rigorous bonsai training where this is how you fertilize. This is how you chemically treat. This is how you repot. This is how you wire. This is how you prune. This is how you display. This is how you stop. Like I get it. It was tough to get to apical for me. You know, it was mm-hmm. tough to get to that point. I knew about apical and I knew about testing three years before I ever did it. It was, too, oh, was it that long? I didn't, oh yeah. Years? Wow. It was too, it was too much information. It was too far out there. I wasn't ready for it. You know, the world needs to be ready for it though. The temperatures are warmer. The rainfall is less penetrating. So the deep root system does not have the kind of moisture which causes a loss of the root tip, which allows an increase in metal content to enter the system, which increases insect and disease susceptibility, which is why Phytophthora is wiping out the Western red cedar. It's why the sequoias are under pressure for borers. It's why the bristlecone pine had their first death due to insects uh, on in recorded history. Like there is a... There is a trickle down of all of that information that pinpoints the moment of susceptibility when that root suddenly perishes and opens the door for an abnormal uptake of toxicity that leads to susceptibility. It, it, is, it is spelled out. And that's where bonsai, bonsai got us to a place that is really fascinating. Yeah, handling the roots. That, just, that's such a key point for that whole thing. It's like we're seeing that whole system intimately. Dude, I remember when I was looking for a solution for root aphids, I mean, I was talking to the leading tree researchers and you want to talk about Davy Tree Care and and um, I'm trying to think of some of the other big like tree care companies across the United States and North America and internationally that have like their own tree institutions that they send all of their employees to if you're going to be an arborist and, you know, and, and people managing massive swaths of land <clears throat> and they were being taught the same thing that I was being taught, you know, at, at a university that was the top in the nation for horticulture. And again, calcium was not, calcium was not mentioned as an important thing, you know, but we cert- certainly knew how to distill the concentration of uh, factory made urea down to a fertilizer mixture that got us, you know, triple FOS and exactly. urea and potassium out the yang. And like, we knew how to do all that, you know, we knew how to, Till and break up hard pan, and it was just like it was. It was really. It's really interesting. It's like such a slow vehicle of change. Uh, Do you still have relationships with anybody at Cal Poly? I know you went back and lectured there the one time. Quite yeah, I went back ago. and lectured the one time, which is on the. Which is it's on in the, the library. It's I in think, the library. Isn't it? yeah, yeah. yeah, for sure. So was the launch party, which I was really I stumbled across it the other day. I was like, wow, man. <laughs> the launch party where you were working God, at, at, at the at the bar or whatever, and yeah. people were like, cut yeah. that branch off. That and was like, so fun. That was really a, a really good time. It had absolutely nothing to do with Mariah Live. I, you know, it's just like a celebration of bringing this thing to fruition because you know i mean facebook couldn't even dependably stream at the time that mariah live started streaming it was like yeah you know like when you think about this like i i don't 2017 baby i don't stop and smell the roses very often but when when you look at like what this team has done at mariah it's like fuck man this is pretty it's it's pretty pretty insane it's it's very cutting edge and i don't know that people necessarily understand that it's like when i hear somebody call a a pine a multi-flush pine or a single flush pine Bonsai practitioners now don't know where that stuff came from. That that stuff came right out, just right out of the center of my dome, you know. <laughs> and like, and it was handled appropriately, and it was like, it was sound, you know. I like, I was we we have been our best critic 
we have been our biggest critic the entire time that we've been doing this. And that is super important to be checking yourself constantly. Because all of a sudden, if you're standing on a soapbox about something and it's and it's breakable, you know, if the information is breakable, you better get off the box. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And that was where like the biology thing with the nutrition and the soil and horticulture, like it 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 sounded all too good to be true because it was too good to be true. And it's like, okay, well, listen, <clears throat> nutrient balancing, it, you're gonna have to work at it. But if anybody got into bonsai because they uh wanted it to be easy, with well, these get, get the fuck out. Sorry, wrong yeah. thing for you. It's yeah, it's it's uh when you explain to people, I mean, most people you talk to have had some exposure to it or they've had a plant or two. Maybe it was a bonsai technically or it wasn't. And it's like, well, there's failure and then game over mm-hmm. because it's, it is challenging. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it can be unforgiving. You can't, you can't take off for a week and leave it and just hope it's going to be okay. Like, yeah, no, it's the curiosity though. Yeah. If you get peaked by a discovery even in that first dead tree or multiple dead trees or whatever, the people that last are the people that experience a moment of discovery where they say, damn, but I saw it grow, but I saw it flower, but I mm-hmm. saw it fruit, but I saw, I pruned it and it did this. Yeah, there was I, a I re- response and an action. It, it, and, and, and then it's just like, what is this magical thing? And that's the beginning of it. Yeah, there's you know? a connection. There's an extra... And for anybody who like, "Ah, I had a tree once and it died. And so, you know, I went back to collecting tchotchkes or whatever. And that's not to be critical, right? Bonsai is not for everybody. It should be. It should be, but it's not. My Beanie Beanie Baby collection is looking pretty tight. Absolutely. Right. I I had to go. I had to go back to. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. It's been an adventure this year. Uh, You know, what's interesting is like existing in the garden, the shade structure, you realize I... I have to remind myself that that was just erected this year. It hasn't even been up a year. Yeah. Has not been up. It feels a, like it's been there forever now. It feels like, like we're it's very been used a, to it. I can't imagine doing bonsai without it. Honestly, I have to. I have to just just state that plainly. We're putting those plans out there. If anybody else wants to copy them and put them in their backyard, like <laughs> yeah, please, right. we, we think. I don't know if you're in a, if you're sure. in a you know urban area. They Good may luck. they may frown upon the permitting process, but it'll yep. work for you. Yep. Yep. Good luck. I'm happy to give them to you if you think you can build it. Yeah. I mean, the summer went out with the flurry. I mean, we're kind of, I feel like there's like a little bit of a sense of relief. I mean, the the other one, the other one is the the ramping up of the tree. The tree sells like a real culmination too, I think. Cause it's like tree sale covered wagon. Yeah. People, people know that's coming on like kind of the annual schedule for Mariah. Sure. And this year I think, I think was the most trees we've ever had up. By like almost double. Yeah. Yeah. Almost double. Yeah. It was crazy. That was that. But you know what? Like, with the number of times that we've done the tree sale and stuff, like the cadence to the it cadence was smooth, was nice, yeah. the team was on point, like the work was done. Like it was, I don't even think I was here when the tree sale launched. You, you were re- not. You realize the first tree sale that we ever did at Mirai, I started working on all of the trees the night before it went live. We stayed up all night long. <laughs> and as I finished a tree, Arthur would shoot it and Kendall would upload it. Kendall or Colton would upload it. And everybody was so trashed the next morning just from having no sleep that everybody went home. <clears throat> and then we uploaded one tree at a time. I uploaded one tree at a time. And was like responding to emails and questions and issues and concerns. And a lot of people, this tree grow in my place. Yeah, totally. A lot of people were pissed off. I wanted this tree. I had it in my cart and then somebody else bought it. And I, I mean, it was like, (laughs) it was such a nightmare. I didn't sleep for like two days dealing with the first tree. So I was like, God, there's gotta be a better way. It's gotta be a better way. (laughs) You know? Yeah. This year did see, you know, knock on, knock on wood. This year felt pretty, it was great. Smooth. It was great. Pretty smooth. It was really, it's fantastic. I mean, Putting, putting, putting our work into the people's hands who, you know, support and, and digest the information, have the capacity to take care of them and it's and, advan- and advance them over time. Well, and what know? a lot of people don't understand about the tree sale, I mean, there might be some sort of superficial perspective like the tree sale, oh, you know, just Mariah's just making money or it has nothing to do with that. It's like that tree sale supports the collectors that we continue to buy trees from, so which we buy, which we buy. Listen, let's just be really honest. We buy more trees from the collectors than anybody else. Those collectors, they need to sell trees to stay alive and collect at the highest level. They, the, the tree sale supports the ceramicists. All of those trees are in ceramics that we probably represent that ceramicist. We don't haggle with the ceramicist for their price. 
which is where Mariah continues to stand by steadfast. Look, if we work with somebody and we believe in their work, they tell us what it's worth, we'll take it. We'll take it. We don't want to compete. We don't want we don't want to play the price game of Amazon or anything else. That's not what we're doing. That ceramicist needs to be supported to do the best work that they can. This started with Ron Lang back in 2011. It's never stopped. Ron said, I would love to make the best pot I possibly can. Nobody would buy it. And I said, what if I would buy it? What would you make? And now some of the Ron Lang pots that exist throughout North America, some of the best bonsai pots in the world. That is, and I'm not, look, I'm not taking credit for Ron's capacity as a ceramicist. Sure. He, he is the Mac Daddy, right? But he needed that support. And I, I knew coming back from Japan, people needed that support. The collectors needed the support. You talk about Telperion. 20 years into their growing operation, they broke even. You know, Tom Roberts gave up an entire career as a chef to grow material out of the field. At any day, we could drive down there and we could find 10 trees that could become world-class trees. Oh. You know, those people need support. Otherwise, they don't exist. People put a high price point on Telperion trees because it's gone. Mm-hmm. What about when it was there? Who was going and digging Telperion trees every year? Mariah Bonsai, was. Bonsai Mariah was. Bonsai yeah. Mariah was. And a handful of students, I think, maybe at that time. Absolutely. Yeah. And there were and there were there were very loyal, devoted people to Telperion, especially down in the local area there in the Salem community and stuff that were super supportive. And Chris and Lisa were amazing and they sold at GSB. You know, like I I, I know all of that. You know, but 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 it, it is to say like the tree sale <clears throat> is such a beautifully holistic support of the bonsai community. Yeah. And I, I, I think if anybody coins it as, as some sort of money grab or something like that, it, it is, it is that, that just speaks to the ignorance of, of it's that It's like statement. a delivery mechanism for all the great things about bonsai. You Absolutely. Know, where the trees came, where the pots came, where the soil comes from, where the wire, where the time, the craft, sure. the sure. fertilization. It, I mean, it's like, the, it's a culmination of so much to get to that point, to even put it in somebody else's hands. And then here's, and then here's the thing. Listen, the support that people show for the tree sale means the world to me. I, I totally agree. Means the world to me. The it's so fun. Be, to, it's so fun to watch it. The fact that be, everybody yeah, here gets hyped on it. And like, you know what's even better? Handing that tree over to that person. That's one of the best things about that's, the wagon. That is, that is why the wagon yeah. continues to roll. Yeah. Because when it's you drive vibes. up to somebody's house and you open up the back door and their tree is sitting there and they're just like, oh, and you see that joy oh, and yeah. that awe yeah. and that like that moment. It's like I'm so happy to be handing this over to you right now. Enjoy. Thank yeah, they you. Thank will you for at, the support. They always you know? will look at the back of the truck and say, what else? What else? Yeah, you what, got? <laughs> what else? <laughs> what you got? What else? What's in here? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a good vibe the, the, train. Yeah. It, is, it it's, really is. It's gotta be. It's gotta yeah. be. It's gotta be. Listen, there is not enough money to be made in bonsai for it to be about the money. And it is way too hard. It is way too hard and way too risky. It's, it's, it's about the lifestyle and the good vibes and and what we can continue to do through the vehicle of the tree. Yeah. I mean, it's, it is the great communicator. I, I think it's, you know, they say extending an olive branch. It's like hey, the, yo. the, hey, yo. the, the, the good vibes. Uh, somebody very close to me made a comment three years ago that has just like been indelibly etched in my, in my mind. She said, uh, the tree is the great protagonist. When has a tree uh, intentionally or maliciously done something wrong to somebody? You know, trees have fallen over in the forest and killed somebody. Hey, that's not the tree's fault. I bet that tree didn't want to fall over if the tree had a choice, you know? But like the notion that they're just here photosynthesizing, purifying our environment, communicating one of the great, one of the great unfathomable aspects of life, which is time, oh, yeah. antiquity. A living organism that survives thousands of years, our life is a blip. That thing tells us more than we could ever know in our experience on earth. Just one tree that is that old. It's really something, man. It's a real time capsule. Yeah, there's tree ring research. And so that's if you get into the core of the tree and stuff, all you have to do is look at it. Mm -hmm. There's so much to learn. There's so much to know about the land from that single living organism. I mean, it's fascinating. It just totally, totally keeps me going. Well, it keeps you going and it, uh, 
you keep Mariah going and hopefully we keep the community going. Yeah. Yeah. Vicious circle. Yeah. Vicious, vicious circle, positive cycle. I don't know. I feel really, I feel really optimistic heading into the, into the winding down of 2023. As the days are getting shorter and we're going to be like struggling for vitamin D, but we'll, we'll hang in there. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I already missed my, you know, I needed to be on vitamin D like six months ago to avoid the, avoid the doldrums of December, January. You know, like February, March, daylight length is increasing. Oh, yeah. we're, we're, it feels we're, very different. we're rapidly approaching the time where uh, it's dark right now. Yeah. Lights out. Lights out. Lights out. Yeah. My house is making progress. That matters a lot, too. Yeah, that's close. Getting closer every it, day. It, it, it actually is. Close. It feels closer today it, than a clo- week ago. It's closer it so than farther. Closer. Yeah, it's closer than farther. <clears throat> There is nothing that gives me greater satisfaction. And I, will, I, I can honestly say this now because I've been through it enough where I, I don't need to be in, in denial. I wish I said there's nothing that gives me more satisfaction than making a bonsai tree. It's not true. There's nothing that gives me more satisfaction than making a bonsai garden. That's, that's the one for me. Building the environment and the context the and then making the trees under that under that roof of influence and information. And the setting and the landscape. Uh, but the you, you know facilities. what it, <clears throat> you know what it comes down to? Like I I I the simplicity of digging in the dirt and knowing that dirt, knowing that earth, the ground that you walk upon, the water that you drink from it, the food that you eat from it, like digging that trench. So f- for everybody, this is you know, obviously you're, you're, you're not here at Mirai, but the past nine days of my life have been dedicated to, to trenching, <laughs> to run new electricity and, you know, water and, and yeah, water yeah, yeah, to, to the house and the facilities that exist up here at Mirai. And it's a horribly devastating thing to do because this place as a landscape is, you know, relatively sensitive. I don't like to mess it up too much. I've put a lot of time into it and you know, the moment that you touch anything natural with a machine, it's scarred for a very long time. It's scarred for a very long time. It takes a lot of effort to put it back together. Twice as much as it does to destroy it. Three times, maybe. It was I pretty lo- clean. But I love that shit, I don't man. know. I don't know. It was pretty clean this time. It wasn't, it wasn't very destructive. Well, that's the fruits of having destroyed so much. <laughs> I'm able to handle the land a little bit more delicately now. Yeah, but like that, that was really exhilarating. I, I love being in in the dirt in the earth like it's it is it is like i can't it's like touches like a primal satisfaction there's no technology involved there's no excessive stimulation quite the opposite it is so simple it's Mm -hmm. so pure and so clean you know there's there's nothing it's i mean if i were burying a dead body in the trench then all of a sudden i feel like that action would taint the 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 benefit of digging in the earth but besides that you know i'm not extracting oil i'm not trying to profit yeah. from it like yeah. i'm just yeah. straight up i'm working the land as man and land has been worked and collaborated Symbiosis. for a very long time since the beginning of existence that's hilarious. I love it. I love yeah. that shit. It'd be like discovering fire for the first time. Yeah, this is like some Space Odyssey stuff or 2001 or whatever it is. It's getting the, a little intense, isn't it's it? It's getting pretty wild. It is getting pretty wild. Yes, yeah, it's, it's fun. It's fun. It'll be really fun when 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 it's all fixed. You know, like... You can kind of see the finish line now, though. Yeah, yeah. And when the house was destroyed, you know, for 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 so many, you know for so many people in the community, I mean, it's like, I just, I just went like radio silent. Cause it's like, how do you, how do you recover from something like that? Like, that's not something that I hope anybody ever experiences. Like losing your sense of shelter as like a, a primary pillar of, um, uh, existence, right? Like it's your sense of safety. It's your, it's your survival mechanism. And all of a sudden it's just boom, gone out, out of your control, gone. Yeah. It had a, like a profound impact on me. Profound impact. Yeah. Phoenix rising right now though. No doubt about it. Either, you know, you either quit or you keep on. And we decided to keep on. I don't know what else I would do anyways. I, I really, there's not much else I could do. <laughs> such a great truck across the country. I guess I could be a trucker. That's true. That's true. That you know where true. all the good stops are. Yeah. Like I still have a pretty, I still have a pretty, I think high potential business model of trucker petting zoos. Um, I feel like that one could make a run for it if we really wanted to put our effort into it. 
Yeah. Well, it's been good. It's been a good. It's been. It's been a good. Uh, it's been a good summer. And, it's been a good season. And, and on that uh, note, we we've digressed. Yeah. No, it's uh, it's always good to catch up. And thank God it's fall. And what a what a um, what a fruitful what a fruitful year. Yeah. If it's it's weird. It's not the end of the year, but it feels like it's such a big change. It feels like there's the end of something. There's there, there is definitely, I think, you know what it is. It's a move back towards reasonable and sustainable as far as, uh, working (laughs) the amount of hours we put into the garden just to water, water and keep things moving. It's well, and this is like implementing any time that you implement, you can, you change the design of your garden. You, 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 you change your house. Uh, and, and for us, we, we really changed the internal content of our trees this year to, to stay up on the pipes, to get that transition to occur and to see making ground and not being willing to lose it, you know, not being willing to lose ground on the process. That was the commitment we made this year. And it was, it was a hustle, man. And we put a lot of, but we did it. it. Yeah, but it we good. did it. We did it's it. Good. And so like now we're here and like that transition because we stuck with it. It's like, yeah, now you can celebrate. I used to feel like this after I would teach classes and I would have like a really good class and I would go float. Like it's just been a minute just, for that. Too. Yeah. Just, it's been a hot minute since I, since I've been in a sensory deprivation tank, but I do plan on getting back to it. But I, you know, when you work and you earn it and then boom, you can just completely let go. It's just fantastic. Yeah. It's a reward for. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. There it is. Hmm. Yeah. We get, we get to, we get to not have to go water the garden today. That's our reward. That's our reward. (laughs) That's our reward. Yeah. Congratulations. You get a day off and we'll leave it with that. Cool. We'll catch you in the next one.